I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it, we've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. Seven Woes. If you haven't already, spend some time in prayer. Praise God. Repent of sins. Ask for others and yourself. Yield to God, then wait and listen. It's interesting that most of us are more concerned with how those who don't claim to follow Jesus are behaving more than we are concerned with how those who claim to follow him act. We give ourselves the grace we've accepted and put all the rules and regulations on everyone else. Circle who Jesus rebuked more. Sinners are the religious. I could be be off, but from what I read in scripture, Jesus called out the religious frequently. He did address sin with sinners, but he always did so privately and in a manner that showed them the grace and freedom offered in him. They didn't always accept it, but they were never shamed into repentance. How do you feel you come across to those who aren't Christians? In your family? At work? out in public, on social media. Read Matthew 23, 1-12 and note what Jesus said about the scribes and the Pharisees. Matthew 23, 1-12 Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must be careful to do everything they tell you, and do not do what they do, what they do for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries, I have no clue, wide and the tassels on their garments long, and they love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. 
The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I think our first reaction would be that we aren't the same. Our heads genuinely believe that we don't want the high places of honor, so that we are busy with our words. We would never be like that. However, we need to press harder and really test our own hearts, actions, and motives. Question. Do you feel slighted when looked over for places of honor? This could include leadership roles at church, credit when you've done something, not being asked to be in a women's group or a service team, etc. Our social media world makes it harder and harder to not want to be seen. We feel the sting when others are praised and yet, and we yet again have been left out. We feel the burn when others are doing amazing things and we are stuck behind a desk all day or a pile of dishes that never decrease. We wouldn't ever want to be out in front, but we still it still stings when we aren't chosen. On the flip side, does it go to our heads when we are chosen or part of the chosen few? Read Matthew 23, 13-36 and summarize each of the seven woes in the left column in the following chart. Matthew 23, 13-36 Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those who are trying to, trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you. Woe to you, blind guides! You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing, but anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools! Which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by the oath. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin. But you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you have the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then and complete what your ancestors started. You snakes, you brood of vipers, 
How will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore, I'm sending you prophets and sages and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous righteous blood that I have shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Bechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar, altar. Truly, I tell you, all of this will come on this generation. Now go back and define or elaborate and explain what each rebuke meant. Prompt. Now, and this might take some time, rewrite a comparable rebuke for yourself. Prompt. Ask God to convict you and show you, even though this might feel uncomfortable. As our society, even our Christian culture becomes more tolerant, we will struggle more and more with rebuke and correction. However, sometimes it's the very thing we need. Let today be a correcting day. That was a lot of work, but I hope it was helpful and gave you some insight for yourself and how you are with others. Question, is there anyone you need to ask forgiveness? Go and do that. Here's the beauty of Lent. Our father knew we would mess things up royally. He knew we would make a mess of things. Left to our own resources, that's exactly what we do. It's not just you. You aren't alone. You aren't the only one struggling with this concept or lack of doing things well. Is simply our proof that we desperately need a savior. When Jesus spoke these words to people, they had to carry the weight of their sin. We don't. We don't have to wait until Easter morning to be reminded that he came. He died and rose again. Those things brought up life again. Believing in him and trusting in him washes all our muck away. We get to try again and mess up again. As I tell my girls daily, there is nothing you could do that could make mommy stop loving you. I love you even more today than I did yesterday. It's interesting because I actually feel the meaning of those words more on the days their behavior is insane than on the days that it's delightful. Nearly every time a lump forms in my throat as I remember Matthew 7:11, if then you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Prompt. Write up wrap up today by writing how much more on something where you will see it today. Each time you see it, let it remind you that God loves you even more. As we wrap up today, ask yourself these questions. What should I do? How can I apply what I've learned today? Who should you tell? What is something you should share about, you can share about today? And who should you share this with? My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.